Harold Castro is the greatest baseball player to ever live. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. Today is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. That is including YouTube. What a win. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Did I say my own name? I don't know if I introduced myself. I'm all jazzed up. What a win. What a win for your Detroit Tigers. And it finally, it feels like the the tables are turning. The gears are starting to turn. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. But it just, it it feels like the tide is shifting a little bit. And that's very easy to say after a 4-0 victory. 4-0 victory. That wasn't the score. After a four-game winning streak, uh, that's very easy to say that and, and seems fairly obvious. But there's there's still a lot of things, A, that we need to improve on, but there is also a, a lot of things that we were doing wrong at the beginning uh, that we are starting to tighten up and that, and that we are starting to fix, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, but this was a phenomenal 3-2 to two victory by your Detroit Tigers over the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa. Harold Castro, the hero of this game. The the There is no other way to put it. He was the hero of this ball game and phenomenal start by Alex Fiedo. Uh a, a few people offensively, uh, I thought, put together some really good ABs. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about both Castros, but w- just it, it's been so long since there was like a, a, a fun, a fun end of a game like that in our favor. Like as 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 exciting as last Friday was with Gregory Soto and and Will Vest right getting out of the bases loaded jam and getting a win that that was exciting for sure, but like that's like excitement that we inflicted upon ourselves and I understand that we we gave up a run Michael Fulmer gave up a run in the eighth to tie this game and and uh, and and we could have just closed it out naturally, but. Having the go-ahead home run in the the was it it was the ninth right top of nine yeah um, ha- having the go-ahead home run in that situation is just something that that I have missed and it's something that we have not really had since opening day that that was it really all year um, that that's for that for end of games that have worked in our favor. For end of game moments like that have worked in our favor. It's really just opening day and then this one. And that's kind of it. We've had a lot of meltdowns. Well, actually, we haven't really had a lot of meltdowns. We had the one meltdown that was so bad in Minnesota that it feels like a lot of meltdowns. Um, but it, it's just it's been a while. And it's nice to win one. You know, it's really nice to win one. It's also really nice to win four. And that is a four game winning streak. For your Detroit Tigers, oh, it was against Baltimore. Well, now it's against Tampa, so grow up with your 
childish comeback. It was against Baltimore. That doesn't matter. A win is a win. At the end of the season, they don't go, oh, well, the Yankees won 100, but, you know, 16 of them were against Baltimore. Grow up, okay? All right. This is a a really, really exciting game. Uh, A lot to go over, honestly. There there was a lot of of drama with the bullpen we'll talk about. An incredible start from Alex Fajardo. Some moments from the offense and some not moments from the offense. Really was uh, kind of a roller coaster of a game. Let's start with the offense. Okay. We'll, we'll start with the offense and then we will get into to the pitching side of things and some of the managerial decisions down the stretch as well. Um, but for starters, three runs against Tampa. Corey Kluber on the bump for the Rays. Uh, Kluber has been okay this year I mean certainly is a shell of his of his former self you know when he was a Cy Young candidate year in and year out but um still is is pretty effective ERA in the low fours I mean like he's not bad he's gonna able to go six he went six tonight he had a quality start for Tampa and he had eight K's um kind of got diced up a little bit from from Corey Kluber uh in 2022 which is not great and the offense is still a cause for concern. Like we're going to celebrate this win. We're going to have a fun show uh, and and we're going to get this out of the way early. The offense is definitely still slightly concerning. That was not a very good offensive performance as a team. Now, the thing is they are taking advantage and, and hitting extra base hits. The, 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 the hits that they do have are now extra base hits for the first time all year. We had six hits today. We have three runs. That That's pretty solid, right? And on top of that, uh, well, we didn't have a single walk. So nothing on top of that. Six base runners. And it, it's just, it's so important to get that, to have those hits that you do get be extra base hits. That's how the game is played today. We've talked about it a million times. I'm not going to be a broken record. But it's, it's, it's just such a huge difference. And obviously, especially when they're home runs, right? That's instant offense. That's instant runs. And Jonathan Scope going Yabo, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Great swing. I thought all of his at-bats in this game were actually really good. Uh, I, I was very impressed by all four Jonathan Scope ABs, only though he, um, he, he only got the one hit that was the home run. I, I thought he looked a lot better. Um, I think his approach at the plate is really solid. Didn't strike out in this game. Had a couple of hard hit balls besides the home run. Just all around, really, really pleased uh, with how Scopey's been looking lately. Also defensively, golly, Jonathan Scope is is going after the the Gold Glove at second base. You best believe it. Um, and I, I really hope that. They don't do anything that would require Jonathan Scope to have to move to first base at this point because I genuinely believe that he, if he stays at second base the whole season, I think he is winning gold glove at second base. I, I do. He's been, and I know it's really early and, and all that, but he has been unreal. All of his metrics are absolutely off the charts, like some of the best in baseball. He, he has been killing it, and he was flashing the leather like crazy in this game phenomenal heads up play uh to get g-man Choi 
trying to run uh, to third. Not great base running, admittedly, but take advantage of not great base running. Go go get him out. So beautiful play there, and then had a fantastic turn double play later in the game as well uh, on unassisted. Well, threw the ball to first, so not really completely unassisted, but um, was able to to catch the ball, hop on a second, make the relay down to first. It, it was phenomenal. So. Really, really great day all around. Have have a day, Jonathan Scope. Two of our three runs and two great plays in the field. Harold Castro continues to to in, amaze me. He, he has a 760 OPS right now after, after this game. That's leading the team? Willie Castro is actually leading the team. That's second on the team. Him and Miguel Cabrera both have exactly 759 at the time of this recording. Willie Castro has 826. Austin Meadows is on the IL. I believe he's still a little bit over 700, but I think he's at this point below that 760 mark. So I don't even think he would crack into that top three there. Hitting Harold, baby. He 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 amazes me. He's unbelievable. It, it I, and, and you know the crazier part, maybe not crazier, but one of the also the crazy things about him is if you talk to anybody on this team. Harold Castro's like a clubhouse leader guy, like has incredible leadership, would not be surprised if he was into a coaching role post-playing career, maybe even a hitting coach role. That would be really funny just for the brand, right? Um, but it, truly, like all the guys in, in, in the locker room say that like Harold Castro is is uh, is a clubhouse leader. He's like a, a, a vocal guy that people, you know, turn to and and he's he's important to this team and he clearly is right now i mean uh the defense he can play a lot of different positions he doesn't play any of them like really super well uh but the versatility he gives you in the field to be able to plug and give anybody a day off whether it's gold glove caliber defense or not and the knowing that when he's on the when he's in the batter's box he is going to put the bat on the ball it might not always be super hard hit it, it it might not be uh it, it might not be pretty it, it, he might go over but the ball is most likely going to get put in play what when he is in the batter's box and just said you know what screw screw the haters screw all of the 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 oh he can only hit singles all that nonsense hitting Harold turned a homer in Harold for an inning baby and not only that he pimped the heck out of it absolute pimp job from harold castro the dog harold castro's got that dog in him you best believe it all right this like screen looking not how it normally does is driving me nuts so i'm gonna stop playing the harold castro bat flip on loop if you're watching on youtube for the first 11 minutes of the show i have had a tiny little video of harold castro bat flipping eight second video on loop of his bat flip at the bottom of the screen the entire episode, but I, I can't take it anymore. Um, just a, a all around really solid. I mean, he, all of his ABs were pretty solid. He had the one strikeout, I guess. Um, and then we need to talk about Willie Castro because that's the big controversial thing, right? Willie is he's hitting the ball, and and you know the thing with him that I think justifies continuing to put him in there besides the fact that he's just been the, the the one of the better hitters on this team lately 
but everybody, you know, goes, oh, like BABIP, like whatever, you know, a lot of bloop singles, admittedly very true. But the thing that kind of makes me okay with it, even knowing that, is that he's not striking out. Like, he, he usually his strikeout numbers are much higher than what they're at. Now, his season clip is pretty low, and, and so I'm okay with it. I'm totally chill with continuing to throw. We all should be, because right now he is the literally – or like the best hitter on the team as we continue to get out of this rut to start the season offensively. Um, but just it, it's when he's not striking out, I mean, he batted second in this game and he had two hits. He went two for four. Like I said, his OPS is over 820. So yeah, you, you got to keep finding spots for him. And, and with, uh, with the the Victor Reyes and Austin Meadows injury, there will certainly be a spot for him probably every day for the foreseeable future. I don't see this stopping, and it probably shouldn't because, again, the strikeout numbers are low on top of the fact that he's batting 333 and slugging over 450. Like, yeah, you probably should keep putting that in the lineup. Uh, besides that, Miguel Cabrera continues to own Corey Kluber in his career. Jonathan, Jonathan Scope, we already talked about. Jammer Candelario uh, either gets under a ball or drives a ball. So he's still working on some timing, working on some launch angle stuff, uh, but does seem to be noticeably considerably better at-bats than what he was taking in April. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's – oh, Robbie Grossman I just want to touch on. Really struggling at the plate. Um, Still drawing his walks, and, like, so the value is still there. Like, his on-base percentage is 333, which is still one of the better OBPs on the team. Um, But he's batting 204 and has a slugging percentage of 241. So he's still drawing his walks, which, again, like, the value is still there in that aspect. But uh, if it's in the strike zone, he's not doing too much with it, and that's – pretty concerning so we'll see how they manage that maybe give him some more days off or maybe just move him down in the lineup um but certainly some some cause for concern there and that's the offense three runs uh there's still a lot of work to be done i still want to see a lot more production out of a lot of people i think we all do um but a i'm not going to ever complain too terribly much over a win uh and b the few hits that we do did have and, and have been having recently have at least been extra base hits and extra base hits produce offense. And there's just a night and day difference. You can still put up low run totals. You can, you can still not have a ton of hits on the day, but if they're doubles and homers, you're at least going to bring in a couple of runs and give yourself a chance to win late in the game. And that is exactly what happened on Monday night against Tampa. Beautiful. I am way over time for my first segment here. A lot to talk about in this one. Um, we will get into Alex Fiedo right after I tell y'all about Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like eating a birthday cake puff from Built. I'm going to be honest with you. This is like completely off script. They sent all the hosts a box of birthday cake puff Built Bars. They are maybe one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my entire life. It's ridiculous. I am crushing this box they sent me of this product. I am crushing it. Um, 
having multiple a day. It, it's fantastic. I've been eating them for breakfast. It's really dangerous, but it's not dangerous because they're good for you. Like we talked about, 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. It's a limited time flavor, and it's an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor, and that's exactly what it is. It is unbelievably good, and I will continue to eat a lot of them, uh, and I can feel good about myself while eating this delicious thing because it's actually good for me, and that's awesome. So go to Built.com and get those birthday cake puffs along with all their other stuff. Great collection over there. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're here. Segment two, let's talk about Alex Fiedo. He looked phenomenal. And the thing is, I like... I, I do this on the show often, and I think it's important for just an important trait for everyone in the world to have. Uh, I did not see this coming at all out of Alex Fiedo. I don't think very many people did. Uh, and I was certainly wrong about his career trajectory. Even when he got called up, I, I mean, I said on the show, I was like, yeah. Uh, like this is kind of surprising that they're bringing him into a starter role. I kind of always expected him to be a reliever or not always, but in the last three years, honestly, have probably just thought, yeah, he'll probably turn into a reliever. And it's because mostly it was because of the pitch mix. Really good fastball, incredible slider, as he's always had pretty much since he was walking. And I thought, okay, two-pitch mix, like, that's that's fine. Uh, But I would like uh, another pitch in there if he wants to be an effective starter. And on top of that, he, he wasn't really blowing anyone away in the minors. He wasn't bad uh, at all. Like, he, he was solid, but but he wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm blown away. need this dude in the rotation either. And, and so I think then just the Tommy John on top of that, people kind of, like, forgot almost about Alex Fiedo and, and when we first drafted him, the plans for him to be in this rotation someday. And now look at us. Alex Fiedo shoved. He looked phenomenal on the bump final line five and two thirds four hits one run one walk and four strikeouts that was only on 83 pitches as well I really wanted him to get that final out so that he could go six officially get that quality start um but I also I I agree with the decision you know he let two runners on it was getting late in the game uh no reason for a dude in his third start to get put in that high after he had had such a great outing High leverage, you have a solid bullpen um, and, and 83 pitches for a guy get like that close off of Tommy John is is still, or recovering from, I should say, Tommy John is still like fine. ERA on the year is now 287. Um, and like I said before, uh, first off, not like I said before, first off, the changeup has been such a a pleasant surprise to me personally. This is not something that I realized was uh, had the potential to be an effective pitch at the major league level. And I'm starting to think that it does Uh, through it. 21 times the pitch mix. This is so beautiful. 83 pitches, 36, four seam, 26 slider, 21 change up. 
That is beautiful. 43%, 31%, 25% usage on those pitches. Incredible mix uh, of those pitches. And the whiffs, 14 whiffs in five and two-thirds. Last start, he had 17. He had nine in this game through like three innings. I mean, it, 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 there's just his presence on the mound. Like there, there's just something, there's just something there, man. There really is. There, there's something there with Alex Fiedo. And, and I'm, it's so awesome to see because again, I, I think a lot of people either forgot about him or just straight up wrote him off uh, as a potential starter. For sure. I wrote him off, honestly, as a, as a long-term option to be a starter. When I was thinking about the future uh, rotation of this team for the next several years, Alex Fido was not someone that was on my radar. I was pretty convinced he was going to be a reliever. And uh, he, he is very much proving everybody wrong. And I, I hope he continues to do it because it is he is awesome to watch. Like, he was fun. He was electric to watch. His slider moves like crazy. This is a pitch that, like, I, I, I mean, for real, starts at, at the in, an inside ball, right? like comfortably a, a ball inside and will end as a ball outside. Really, really nasty movement. The changeup also nasty, nasty movement in this game. Got a couple of whiffs on it, three whiffs on the changeup, three whiffs on the four seam and eight whiffs on the slider. Had a 28% CSW percentage called strikes plus whiffs. Um, that's good, solid number. Uh, it was also a 35% on the slider specifically. And that is really good. That is very high. That means over a third of the sliders he threw the entire game were either a called strike or a swinging swing and miss strike. Phenomenal number. Uh, the average exit velocity for this game was a little bit over 91 miles an hour on 16 balls put in play. It's, I guess, a little high if you wanted to really get like nitpicky with it, but most of it was on the four seam fastball, which is pretty expected. The slider was in the low 80s and the changeup was sub 90. Uh, it was mostly just uh, the four seam got, got hit pretty hard, but he was also dotting the four seam at times. Uh, I thought his command got a little bit away from him in the fifth and sixth inning, uh, especially by the sixth, you know, right before he got pulled, the command kind of left him. But in those first three innings, you could have convinced me that 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 dude was the ace of a staff. I mean, seriously, he he was he was unbelievable. Like I said, great command on the four seam, great tunneling. I, I thought Barnhart called a fantastic game. Unbelievable pitch mix and, and and decisions to go places. You know, going there was one at bat specifically that I remember. He went four seam low and in. Then he went four seam low and in again because the first one was taken for a strike. The second one was fouled off. Then he went change up low, which like it's 0-2. You can do that. Then he went back to four seam in, missed his spot, then went slider low and away. Beautiful. His slider is such a good pitch. It looks like a fastball coming in. You've been pounding the lower inside corner with your off speed and your heat. So going for a that good of a slider low and away, it was swing and miss, strike three. It, like, he is – there really is something there. I, I really do think so, and and that's awesome to see. I, I would much rather be wrong and have it benefit the Tigers than be right. I, I am not that prideful of a person. I'm not <laughs> – nearly, 
prideful of a person uh, enough for, for that to be true. And it's always really weird to me when people are like that because there are a lot of people in every fan base that are that are like that. They'd rather be right and have their team suffer. Doesn't make sense to me. So I, I think we should just all celebrate how awesome this surge from Alex Fido has been since being called up. Um, awesome. Awesome performance. I'm super pumped about him for his next start. I mean, he's on the team now with the injuries and such. Uh, and I'm pumped about it. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I, I'm wondering when Manning comes back, what happens? Uh, I I mean, currently, Manning can come back and you can still have Fiedo in there and you can still, like Manning would be the fifth dude currently. Like we're, we're really thin at starting pitcher. Um, so we'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And like, it, it, it's kind of weird. Like when you watch him out there, to myself, I'm like, you're stupid. Like you're dumb. Like what, you just forgot that this dude was like the ace of one of the best college rotations in the history of college baseball? Like you just forgot that he won college baseball most outstanding player when he was at Florida? You just forgot that he was the Friday pitcher for a team that won the College World Series, that he was their ace? Like you just forgot all that? And like, oh, you know, he didn't have – his changeup you didn't think was that effective when he was in double A, so like he can't be a starter. Like you're stupid, dog. You know what I mean? Like that, that's dumb. So uh, I, um, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I get really excited watching him pitch and I think I will continue to do so. And I think uh, he really could be carving out um, a, a possible start in this rotation going forward. And that is what baseball is all about. That is awesome. Okay. Let's get into the bullpen. Some of the late game drama, uh, some of the managerial decisions. First though, got to tell you all about rock auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It just doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked On Tigers. Bullpen. Let's get to the pen and some of the late game drama. Um, I mean, for starters, tie game going in. Harold Castro, man. Hitting Harold. So I, I think we should actually go chronologically. So Fiedo... Then gets pulled with two outs and two on. Chafin comes in, more inherited runners for him. Gets out of it without giving up a single run, chalked up to anybody. Uh, I thought it was a really solid at bat. I love Andrew Chafin's stuff. I love Andrew Chafin. ERA down to two three five. Beautiful. Came out to start the next inning. Gotten out. Uh, then I believe gave up a hit, and he was then pulled for Alex Lang, who then got two more outs in that inning. Uh, two outs on one pitch 
right? He got the double play through one pitch. It was a double play. That was it. I really like, especially against the Rays, just to like shove it in their face. I really like going to different relievers, making pitching changes like that mid-inning. I'm fairly convinced Andrew Chafin could have got out of that. But, you know, matchup-wise, et cetera, I, I, I really like the decision to go to Lang there. And in the middle of an inning, change up who you're expecting and, and what you're game planning for and all that. I, I really like that managerial move. So I was a big fan of uh, of Lang coming in for Chafin mid-inning. Then that's it for Lang. Michael Fulmer comes out. So Michael Fulmer struggles a little bit. The command was was pretty rough uh, for him in this one. And then we'll get to Gregory Soto after that. Um, this is why, well, a few things. First off, this is why I am not the manager of the Detroit Tigers, I guess. Uh, and and this is why you can't play the, the brash decision of just everybody wants like a change immediately when something goes wrong in baseball because there's so many levels of the minors and there's so many different roles. It's very unique in that aspect. And so like a, a closer blows a couple of games, get them out of there. Or uh, somebody's slumping for the first couple of weeks, send them down. Or somebody's hitting the cover off the ball in AAA, bring them up. It's not that black and white, and it's not an automatic translation. And you can't be that quick with it because if you were that quick, you would just be making moves all year, and no one would have a feel for anything, and no one would be in a role for more than a week because that is baseball. So I said, I want to say a week ago, the Michael Fulmers who I'd go to in a one-run game. I Here's the thing. I, I still – kind of agree with that even though he literally was just in in a one-run game and blew it and then Soto went in in the one-run game and got the win and I'm the biggest Gregory Soto defender on the planet the first at bat he was still all over the place then he realized hey I can just throw it down the middle because these dudes all have OPSs in the 400s I can just throw a hundred with movement down the middle and nobody's gonna hit it and 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 Sure enough, the next two batters didn't. Um, and then he got, uh, he got what? I'm trying to remember the at-bats. I don't know why he just had a complete brain fart there. Um, so he, he gets the strikeout. That's great. Then there's, oh, the single. Yeah, that was not a poorly located pitch. That was not Gregory Soto's fault per se. Like he was the pitcher and that's pretty much the extent of, of the fault there. Um, that, I mean, not a super hard hit ball right up the middle. If it's to the left or right a little bit, somebody can make a play on it with our good defensive middle infield. Um, just kind of a BABIP thing, whatever. Like I said, I thought the pitch was located actually pretty well. Guy got on top of it, just happened to find, have some eyes on it and get through the infield. The Mike Zanino at bat. A uh, couple of inches either way. We, we might be talking about a home run. He, Mike Zanino's a power hitter. Saw some heat, full count. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that after seeing Gregory Soto, that was like, oh, like, yeah, like we're fine. Like there, it was still a little shaky. And But that being said, I do think the command is getting a lot better. I think since 
what the last couple of outings, uh, I have been much more impressed with since the, the meltdown on Friday, I have been a lot more impressed with the, with the command from Soto. I don't think necessarily uh, that, well, not even necessarily, I don't think that it, that it's perfect. And I don't think that it's where anybody wants it to be at this point. However, I, I think it's taking steps in the right direction. The biggest thing is that he is going to continue to be put in these situations, whether we like it or not. And that is a, a hinge thing. And, and the interesting philosophy about that is just the thought that long-term matters. And you know what? If there is a one-run game, maybe, you know, some people might want to go to Will Vest. And then, like, that again, that's why you don't change stuff so quickly. Everybody wants something to change immediately when someone, anyone screws up at anything. And that that's why you can't do it. Cause then what then? Okay. So Gregory Soto had, had his several meltdowns. He loses the job. Michael Fulmer, Michael Fulmer is now given up runs in his last three or four outings. He's been getting hit a lot, hit around a little bit more. Okay. No, we don't want Michael Fulmer. He just blew one. Okay. Well now we're going to go to Will Vest. Will Vest love the dude to death. It has been great this year. It was a six ERA rule five pick last year. Very possible that you throw him out there in a one-run game. He gives it up. Okay, well now, what, are you just going to play musical chairs all year? No, you're not. So he's going to continue to get those opportunities. And if he continues to grow and the command continues to get better and he gets more comfortable in those opportunities, we could be looking at a dude that is an incredibly effective reliever for a pretty long time here. And if he goes back to having meltdowns, then I'm sure that they won't let it go on so long that it will seriously hinder the team, that it will seriously uh, like cause a, a ton of losses and really like hose an entire season. I, I trust this coaching staff too much to go too far in the other direction either. So that's where we're at. Michael Fulmer is going to continue getting the eighth. Gregory Soto is going to continue getting the ninth. Uh, I don't think it's that black and white of like eighth and ninth per se, but Michael Fulmer is going to get the second highest leverage situation of the game. Gregory Soto is going to continue to get the highest leverage situation of the game. And that's all there is to it. And like I said, if he goes back, if Soto goes back to, to fumbling a little bit, we could see a change down the road at some point. Um, but there's still almost 130 games of baseball left. It's far too early to, to be jumping around all over the place. Um, and like I said, that is uh, that is why I, I guess I am also not. I, I have the reflective ability to, to understand um, that I was probably too quick with it too. But that is that is the reality of the situation. And that's all I got. I think that's everything. Andrew Chafin was good. Alex Lang was good. Fido offense. Yeah. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. And I'm like your second listen, Lockdown MLB host Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us, baby. We'll catch you tomorrow. Another game against Tampa. Look to take this winning streak from four to five. Don't let the boys get hot. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. All I'm saying is do not let the boys get hot. 
Bo Brisky will be in this one uh, going up against McClanahan for the Rays. And I think that's all I got for you. Peace and love going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.